Running wild with Christine, sex, success, and other slippery rabbit holes. Welcome to episode 59. Well, my lovers, as you might know, if you follow me on social media, I fucked up. (laughs) I didn't get around to scheduling a guest for this week, and I was away at a wedding um, where there was no cell reception and I checked my phone away and didn't think about scheduling anything prior to today. And as you may or may not know, actually, I work in film. So basically, as soon as I hit the ground, I was in studio for 17 hours a day all week. So that was fun. Um, Yeah, so... Instead of chickening out and pretending like I skipped a Friday, I asked you guys on Instagram whether you wanted me to skip or talk to you by myself. And you overwhelmingly said that I should speak to you. So here we are. It's actually Thursday, 11.34 p.m. I've come off a 15-hour shift. And this should be published in 26 minutes, according to my schedule, but it won't be because, um, well, maybe, I don't know, depends how fast I run out of ideas, but I'm going to try and give you a full episode length of my brain. Um, Yeah, you overwhelmingly said that you wanted me to blabber, so here I am blabbering. Um, Things that are on my mind, well, first of all, I'm moving this weekend, um, so I've got tomorrow off, but it's a day full of errands, which looks like a busier day than a shift, but since it's technically my Friday, I'm having a glass of wine with you. My partner is at work until 3 in the morning, which makes this my rare time alone um, that I usually like to cherish and watch stupid TV that he doesn't like. Um, Or, you know, beat myself up about the other deadlines that I set for myself that I missed out on or failed on somehow, because that's what my Capricorn brain likes to do. Um, So since that's kind of the topic, I want to talk a little bit about... I want to talk about what the fuck is in my brain. So I don't know where to start, but I'll start somewhere and we'll see if we can uh, make some sense out of this mess. But um, basically what's been on my mind a lot lately, um, so Marcus, my partner, and I are moving in together this weekend. So we've been quite stressed um, looking for a place while working those insane hours and then getting rejected from a few places that we liked. And then finally finding the right place and then having to be away and just, you know, moving is stressful. Regardless of how easy the move is, it's always sort of unsettling. You're sort of closing a chapter but opening a new one that's scary and overwhelming. And I, as a type A OCD organizer, don't like that. I like having nothing or everything. I don't like... In French, you say le cul entre deux chaises. I don't like having my ass stuck between two chairs. Um, The two chairs being the two apartments, but also Marcus's way of functioning in mine and our different brains. Marcus is very 
ADHD. And, you know, we all suffer from different kind of mental health issues, but his anxiety is quite severe. Um, his self-consciousness is quite high. And um, I, on the other hand, am extremely planned out. And so it becomes quite... Um, quite obvious when we're under pressure that our brains are literally polar opposites and that even if we have the same intention and the same goal our ways to get there could not be more different and therefore cause each other a lot of unnecessary stress because we think the other one's doing it all wrong <laughs> um, or putting too much thought into it or you know causing more stress than the situation already calls for. So I find that a little hard lately because it's actually rippling. That theme is rippling through the rest of my life in that I'm doing too much. <laughs> I'm doing way too much and I'm failing on a lens according to my own standards. Like every time I bump into somebody, they're like, so how's the book? And then I get reminded that I'm not writing book two as much as I would like and that I haven't sold as many book ones as I wanted this year because I haven't had time to put in the social media presence that I should be putting into it. Um, and that just makes me feel like shit. And then they go, how's the podcast? And I'm like, great, actually, um, because the podcast you seem to like. So... And it's, you know, recurrent content, so it's easy to keep audiences engaged. And But inevitably, my brain just goes, fuck, like, I haven't got any inventory. I'm going to have to scramble for the next month because my availability to actually schedule people is low. My availability to reach out to people that I don't know is low. I don't have a lot of time right now, and it's important for me to keep this up so that I can keep telling you about the book indirectly so that I can keep learning things that eventually will go into another book that so that I can keep evolving the way that I've been growing this last year so I feel shitty when people ask me about that and then they're like how's work and work is you know a stepping stone so I don't know how to explain to people that yes I choose to go and guard a door for 15 hours a day um that's just a thing that I have to do um, to get to a better step that, you know, I don't even have a direction really for that one either, not a clear one. I just know that it's going in the right way. For some reason, I just know that that's the right direction and, and I'm just going for it. Um, and then same with Mark. I mean, he's everything I've wanted for a very long time without even knowing it and it's very strange to get it and to be at this sort of like seven month mark and have done so much you know for a couple like we took a big trip away we met each other's parents we're moving in we've gone to orgies like we are covering a lot of ground in a lot of in a very little time and then I think now with this big one we're coming up against some of our baggage and we're coming I'm coming up against a lot of Liam bullshit that you know is most of the time subconscious because the conscious things I, I got over like in the first month which is why I'm dating Marcus because that stuff isn't relevant with him um, but I think he also is just sort of 
coming to grips with the fact that, you know, the fun, fun part is over and that we need to get to the work fun, fun work part that requires so much more communication than, you know, I mean, it's an open relationship. It requires communication regardless, uh, way more than, you know, people are used to or, or more than we've been taught or socialized to practice it. But this big step, it's just like, oh, my OCD, it shows in the way that you leave wrappers where you open them or in the way that certain things don't matter to you or in the way that you're super green and you only flush every blue moon, you know, like for a reason. And I'm like, oh, what if someone walks in and, and <laughs> all these stupid thoughts, they're just coming out and they're, and I sound like I'm bickering and I hate that I sound like I'm bickering and he feels like he's letting me down when I hate making him feel that way but also I need to tell him now what's bugging me so that it doesn't surface or boil or cause any resentment you know down the line and it's just a really a lot going on right now and at the same time I'm very conscious of the fact that I haven't written and I want to, I just don't have time. And I haven't had to face that in a very long time. Like I, sorry, I'm saying time a lot, but um, for those two years where I was, you know, exploring and, and creating, it was, time was all I had. I had very little money, but I had the time. Um, and now that it's the other way around, it's a completely different emotional labor that I have to do with myself. Oh, sorry, wine sip. It's, um, I haven't quite processed how I need to handle myself and therefore it's very difficult for me to tell him how to handle me or, or, or what I need, you know? Um, so I feel a little unsettled everywhere. I feel a little, a little unhinged. I feel... I feel a little alone paradoxically actually. I feel like I'm alone with the book, I'm alone with the podcast, I'm alone with my work project. I have him as a life partner and it's great, but I'm also very focused on figuring me out and not making the same mistakes again and not losing myself in this. Um, but it feels like all I do is see him because I have no time and I want to see him and therefore I don't see all my other friends and it's just a lot of really like digesting what you're feeling and rationalizing it and then understanding that even though it rationally makes sense to you you might still feel a different way um that's really tough I think a lot of you might relate to this I don't know let me know if you do I don't have anyone else to like ask those questions to because I'm up by myself um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's one of my questions that I would I would write down if I had time to write. Um, I guess this could be a good outlet then, just me talking to you. Um, what else was I gonna say? I was going to say, I think the outlet stuff is like super important because you just need to do things for you. You need to figure that shit out and it's so fucking hard oh my god like I I don't even know where to start with certain things like 
some stupid things make me feel like me and some stupid things make me feel like me with him. But then I'm just, then I remember that he's starting to know a lot about me, but he doesn't know everything. And there are sides of me he hasn't seen. And then all that work that we've been doing to sort of be really ourselves with each other, it just sort of starts again from scratch. And it's scary and big and daunting it just kind of feels like we're cracking it open further and further which is nuts it's just I, th- I feel like okay so I'm gonna tell you what I actually felt before starting this endless rant is it's only been 12 minutes oh god um <laughs> I basically decided to actually do it and to actually record even in extremis like this because the point of this podcast, the point at ground zero, um, other than, you know, the utilitarian promotion of the book um, suggested by a very hot Tom Hardy lookalike one night stand in London was to make myself uncomfortable. It was to push the boundaries of my comfort zones and to push my understanding of the world and my understanding of myself and the relationships around me and, and the relationships that I want to have and uphold. And I think facing myself is sometimes harder on this than, by pap- than on paper. On paper, I can censor not censor I don't censor but I can think about it before you hear it I can sit myself down and stare at it Um, whereas on the podcast I've been using my guests sort of as a crutch as a vessel as yes learning but you know when it comes to giving you my opinions and giving you my thoughts on the world they have been sort of a, a safeguard of, of, you know, this is what I think, what do you think, kind of kind of format. And now that it's just me talking, it's so much harder. It's kind of like, I don't know what to describe it. Like, it's just, it's just scary and uncomfortable. And I feel like if I lose my train of ta- uh, thoughts or if I stop and breathe, you're going to, just all know that I'm somehow a fraud or some shit. That imposter syndrome that I rarely talk about for myself is just there, um, staring at me. <laughs> um, so I think that's the the exercise of today. I mean, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to do this for another half an hour, but I just wanted to sort of catch you guys up and and tell you that I know that in a lot of the conversations that I've published, we sound like we know what we're talking about, or we sound like we have the tools or the words to discuss the things that we don't know. And it's actually just taking the time to focus and taking the time to deep dive into something that you care about and that you wonder about and that's on your mind. Um, that's a lot of it, really. I think um, what was beautiful about last week with Joe and Julia is that 
we stopped out of our busy schedules. We sat down on my couch and we caught up a little and then we recorded what you heard. And then after we stopped recording, we just talked about girl things. We talked about our poops. We talked about our vaginal discharge. We talked about random shit. We talked about our own sex lives. Um, but not in a rambunctious way, but in a like, hey, this weird thing is happening. Is it, do you, has that happened to you? Or do you know what the fuck is that's about? Or, you know, I feel like that moment of sharing and that moment of just sitting down to ask ourselves some questions together, regardless of, you know, the events coming up or the things that we want to promote or the questions that we want to open up to wider audiences. Just as humans, we as individuals we sat down with each other and just looked at each other for an hour and listened and I think if you take the time to actually do that you realize that you know more than you thought you knew or you you know your questions better or you you start somewhere there that's a it's a beginning of a of a conversation the beginning of an open door sort of like you know the first little squeak of just like putting down the, what do you call it, the doorknob. Um, I think that's the magic, really, that moment of just, fuck, I don't know where this is going to go, but let's go, you know? And if you just stop and do it yourself, you, you might see what I mean. It's, it's quite incredible because we walked out of that and we actually texted each other saying, thanks for today even though it was like a chore on our to-do list and we were happy to see each other, but it was one of those things that we had to do. Like, you know, you put it on your list and it's a thing you have to do. But you forget that, that in that instance, you're just choosing to be with people and consciously engage with them without your phone, without distractions, without really any shame there. Like, I mean, we we're sort of self-conscious because we knew that you'd be listening and, and that I don't edit my episodes, but or not really anyway, I, I try to edit some like background sounds, but like the content is all there. And so you focus on that for the first like 30 seconds and then you forget. And then it's just girls sitting in a room, or in this case girls, but like humans sitting in a room talking to each other. And then the weekend away, you know, it was the same. There was no cell phone coverage. So it kind of zeroed in on the, the experience and it helped me actually realize what I'm stressed out about and what's freaking me out and what's giving me anxiety about the coming couple of weeks. Of course, it just totally left out the podcast, which is why we're here today by myself. But that's a side note. Um, yeah, this is not meant to be like, put down your phone. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking spent 15 hours on my phone today. That's not the point. The point is, if you have things on your mind, if you think that you just don't talk about something that you wish you could just try invite someone over for I don't know hummus and is that is that a good example hummus like it's like friendly for everyone who consumes things yeah so invite someone over and out of the blue just be like hey what do you think about this well I think we don't give ourselves enough credit um I think it's easier to say I don't have the right tools for this than it is to practice 
creating them or practice engaging with yourself and engaging with your brain and engaging with your heart on topics that matter to you. Um, yeah. Give yourself the credit. Give yourself some patience and give yourself some love and or find someone who will, you know, and and sit with them because it's not always easy and it's not instinctive always because of how fucked the society has become. But I'm sure, I know for a fact, I know 100% for a fact that your tribe is out there. This is going to sound so preachy. I didn't even think I was going to say anything about this today. But your tribe's out there and, and they're hiding under different cloaks and they're hiding under just, you know, the barriers that we put between ourselves because saying hi on the bus or saying, hey, I like your shoes uh, to a stranger or, you know, like freaking Joe and I just hearing your neighbor at a bar talk about their diva cup and going like, so I need some details about that, you know? Um, it just really, really is important to branch out. It's important to diversify your social experiences. It's important to spend some time in the physical world, in the physical realm, with people with different experiences than yours. Um, because that's how you learn and that's how you grow as an individual. It's basically the only thing that can actually share, it's the only thing that can create some empathy for you where you can, you know, reach that moment, like we were saying last week, of. I know someone whose story this is, even if it's not yours. And it can make you more empathetic and more open and understanding of other people's paths. And it can reduce bigotry and ignorance and start to solve some of our biggest problems of othering, of uh, just disengagement, if that's a word from large social issues because we lack the personal experience of living through them and that's privilege and it needs to be undone um or not necessarily undone i don't know if that's the right word but it needs to be addressed anyway if you have i mean you always have some you're listening to a podcast in a high-tech place you have privilege um undone unpacked realized whatever the words may be um what else can I tell you <laughs> I feel like I go on these like rants and this is where I count on my guests going so anyway yes that reminds me <laughs> except now it's it's just me and I'm not reminded I'm exhausted it's now four minutes to the deadline and um we're 23 minutes in I don't want to I don't want it to seem like I have to do 45 minutes I just the more I talk the more I know that something of value is going to come out of what I say. And it might not be a value to you, but it could be a value to me. There could be something that I haven't said or voiced to myself that I let myself say because I think you might need it. You know, it's like easier to care for your friend or love your friend unconditionally, friend or partner, um, than it is yourself because you're so critical of yourself because... 
whatever fucked up reason is yours. Mine is probably my mother, um, amongst other things. But um, speaking of mothers, actually, I could go there. I've had some very interesting moments of clarity and understanding for her recently. And um, don't really know how to address it because, like... I feel conceptually lovey-dovey about certain things, but, you know, practically, I've never really been one to... I'm sort of always guarded when I'm around her because I'm waiting for the criticism and I'm waiting for this is what you fucked up or this is what I need from you or, you know, I'm waiting for a criticism and that kind of really cock-blocks all of my intentions of being affectionate and sweet and generous with my love towards my mother but um I think I'm trying to figure out how to do it because the more I look at it the more from the eyes of an you know I'll be 30 this winter so from the eyes of a 29 point something year old um I'm I'm understanding her better and I just wish that I could Sometimes I wish that I could talk to her the way that I talk to you on this podcast um, or to other people in my life that know me as the Christine that I am full-blown. And, you know, like sometimes I just wish she would speak English as well so that I could express myself as eloquently as I do in English. Although that's debatable, you'll say, but you know what I mean. Um, because I feel like my analysis of life is just limited in other languages and my expression of it is... there's not the same tools there's not the same social experience it's not the same cultural playground if you will um so some of the things i've learned about feminism about women about mothers um is restricted to this cultural understanding and it goes far beyond my capabilities in explaining it to her. At least I think so. But again, I should listen to my own fucking advice and just try and see where it goes. Um, but anyways, um, I think it's a huge step um, in your life when you start to see your parents as adults or fucked up young adults, you know, when they were having you. And I can't imagine what it was like to have two kids under the ages of six, um, under the age of six during a civil war from a mixed marriage. Like, that's an experience I don't have and that I have a lot of empathy for, but I, I can't understand. My body doesn't want to anyway. It rejects all all projections because it would it's so fucking painful to even think about. And so... In that sense, I should just, like, go and hug my mom, and it somehow is really difficult to do. Like, I'll text her that I love her, but when she's in front of me, it's like I revert back to a 14-year-old angry teenager. Um, But, yeah, how do you guys feel about your moms? Is there... Do you guys want to talk about moms? Is that a thing I should talk about, family dynamics? I don't really talk about it because it's not really my story to tell. Um... Especially in the book, I don't really say much about them because I chose to divulge all my secrets. They did not. Um, But I feel like there's tons to be said about that. And there's tons to be said about 
that in relation to privilege, like we were talking earlier, um, in relation to being better functioning, empathetic adults who communicate and it's hard. There is no denying that there's no secret to it. Um, Another thing that I kind of wanted to do while I have your attention, if I've not lost you in my boring, boring, long monologue, is just kind of retrace the steps of these episodes. Like, I absolutely love all the things I've learned from the different doctors I've had on, um, from the different creatives that I've had on, from my friends from for stepping out of their... Um, you know, lives to take this moment and sit with me and chat and challenge themselves and and do something they wouldn't normally do. And I'm looking at pictures right now of all these episode covers. And, you know, it's just like, I look at where everyone is today and we're all walking this little path where we're learning so much about ourselves. And I'm just really impressed. Like I'm I'm following Sophie's marriage adventures and it's inspiring. I'm still following Anita's writing and she's so prolific. It is fascinating. I'm looking at Adam who, you know, is is constantly pushing that boulder up a hill of, um, you know, working in, in our industry with Alex and everything and just being open with their feelings towards the world in a way that is just, you know... A, impressive and I'm I'm looking at so many other faces on here that I just am I have so much respect and admiration for their life's journey and their life's work and their willingness to come and just talk to a stranger about very private things that concern only them and I'm just really thankful actually for them taking the time to educate me and taking the time to, you know, sit down and and take some value out of just talking. Even this is not a podcast that is sponsored yet because I'm stupid, but this is not a podcast that has a sort of end to it. It doesn't it's not there for anything in particular it's only there because we all choose to continue to have these conversations and we choose to want to advocate for someone's rights to sexuality and ownership of their identity and ownership of their body and their own sexualization and their own choice of work and their own choice of moralities and and their big ass questions about where the fuck we're going as a human race And I think that's um, pretty fucking cool if you ask me that we've all chosen to spend our time together regardless whether you're a listener or a guest or, you know, whatever you might be um, or a hater listening to find the holes in my logic. Welcome. There's so many. Have a blast. Um, No, I'm just, I just, I think it's really cool that we all choose to spend our time doing that. And I'm really grateful for all my friends who are listening from around the world and just giving me their two cents because mainly this is kind of also a way for me to stay in touch with people and for us to engage in conversations about how our searches, our independent um, and parallel searches about certain things in life just are going and where life is taking us 
So yeah, though, this is a podcast about life thing that's in the, I never say it, but it's a sex-positive, intersectional, inclusive podcast about life. I think that still very much stands and that we've, I've managed to stay on track with what I wanted to do and um, I really hope it continues to do so. I, It may seem like I'm slowing down because I'm doing this by the skin of my teeth, but that's not the intention. The intention is to continue to grow this and take it further and have bigger, better, brighter conversations with whoever wants to come and talk to me. So please, if you have a story to tell, and you, as many of them do, you can retain your anonymity. We don't need to talk about your name. We don't, we can give you a fake name. We've certainly done that many a times. Um, just message me, DM me or whatever freaking millions of ways of communicating me, communicating with me that you have. Just talk to me. Let's, let's do this. Let's disagree with me. If there's something that I keep saying that's really bugging you, just fucking let me know because Unless it's the swearing, that's non-negotiable. But yeah, I think that I honestly care about this. And I have these kinds of conversations in my daily life, which is exhausting, as you can imagine, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I just think it's really important. I can't quite give you any economic value, but... I mean, I could, obviously, if you're promoting something. Here, have some listeners. But the point is, it's not a huge podcast. You're not going to get traction from this like more than you would from you know, being extremely active on social media for like a week. Um, but what you might do is just get to know some real people. And we're all open to talking to anyone listening. Like, every single person that's been on has been like, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me, just put them in touch. And I think that's pretty fucking great so you know like Naomi is like now one of my closest friends and I've never actually met her that shit's real I mean it's kind of fucked up we both talk about it but it's real and it should also be given the value that it deserves in the sense that you know when I say sit down and talk to somebody like I'll sit down and FaceTime the crap out of her in Montreal and just sit for an hour and talk about things and discuss questions we've had or points that have been raised and that counts and so I highly encourage you to not just engage with media in a way that's you know promotions and you know the likes and follows and shit of course we want them of course I want you to subscribe to the podcast of course I want you to comment on it of course I want you to buy my fucking book or put a review on goodreads or list it as one to read even if you've never had anything to deal with it I need the clicks for the stupid economical system you know if I ever want to reach more people but essentially for me what's been interesting is that it best works when I'm there when I'm talking when people get a feel for my energy for my voice for my sound and my you know literary voice and I think that's kind of what the good thing about social media can be is that you can engage with someone's content in a very personal manner like people read that shit and spend time answering strangers about very particular questions most of the time extremely personal questions and Real connections can happen, so... Don't be a creep, though. Like, obviously, this is not an invitation to fucking chat up whoever you've been wanting to chat up for a while, but on a self-growth level, if... 
like we the the model under which we're going which is you know like back and forth interaction with social media like the answer these questions or the AMAs or the polls is essentially it's a two-way street like the more you show interest the more we give it to you and so if um if that's something that you want to keep exploring or hearing about or doing then do so yeah that's my plead pleading for future content no i'm just kidding i don't care actually ignore me stop listening and then i'll stop talking the point is as long as people listen i will make a point to talk and make a point to bring up things that are important and that i feel like i don't get to address enough in my weird ass little life yeah yum 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 so i think that's good enough i mean I'm kind of tired. It's 10 minutes past the deadline, which I'm sure you'll forgive me for. If, however, you're still not fed up of my voice, again, you can buy Just Bad Timing on Audible and iTunes for whatever Amazon price has decided to set for it. But it's nine and a half hours of steamy and sexy, but also philosophical, but also really sad <laughs> and mundane moments of my life um, with you know, some adventures. So if you're still waiting to go on that summer vacay, pack up your audio or e-Kindle, Kobo, iBooks, or paperback version of Just Bad Timing and make me a little happier and a little less stressed about this massive enterprise I've decided to jump into. Um, furthermore, what else can I tell you? I don't fucking know. I'm going to try. I don't know. I, I don't want to make any empty promises because obviously I'm doing so well with time management, but I really want to post a couple more blog posts for you um, in 2019 and give you a, f- a few more episodes of, of this life. I want to tell you about the orgies. I want to tell you about talking to Mark about you know, sleeping with other people and how our non-monogamy works and I want to tell you about Ken and I want to tell you about my weird fluctuations in my libido and I want to tell you about all the weird shit that you liked from the first book. Yeah, I want to, but time will tell for when those things happen. They will happen. It's just a matter of time. Um, I'm super, super fucking grateful for you guys. This is why I'm actually sitting here talking to you after such a long day is that if you've made it a habit to listen to me every Friday, I don't want to be that stupid fucking, it's Halloween hiatus, no Grey's Anatomy for you this week. I hate that shit. I mean, I'm putting myself up to high standards. I don't think we'll do this for 15 seasons. But even if we do, I'll be fucking happy to. And I care that you care and I'm just yeah I'm just super thankful and and exhausted and all yours in a puddle of mush so if you want to send me some cuddles those are accepted also um the only thing we don't take is misogyny patriarchy and dick pics send those away oh sorry and racism and ableism and ageism and all those isms that we don't take that are in the description of my who am I um, stories highlight on my Instagram if you still have any questions about who the fuck has been talking to you. Um, I love you long time. Thank you for your patience, your understanding, and I'm so sorry about this. Um, this, is, this 
is what happens when you go off script. Um, I never have a script. That was obviously a joke. I love you so very much. Hope this weekend brings you joy. I hope wherever you are is peaceful and you can spend some time outside without your phone. Or you can spend some time inside with your phone if the love if your loved ones are far away. Um you're the bestest. Thank you. Cheers. And have a good day. Mwah.